0: Welcome to
1: Welcome Nanalog Jones in the Temple film. I'm Steve and I'm Matt. Oh man, you know what? I still don't have a day for problem. No, you don't? Nah. Well, you gotta, you gotta ask somebody. <sighs> Who are you taking? I'm taking uh, Mary Lou Maloney. Wait, like, Mary Lou the skank?
2: I, she's very nice, uh, she's really sweet, and I think we're gonna have a good time together.
1: You lucky son of a bitch. Time to fire up the VCR! This
0: one's my favorite!
1: Our film that we watched today was Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 from 1987.
2: Woo! <laughs>
1: Obviously by the uh, intro, we're talking about uh, Mary Lou Maloney. All right, before we stick in this VHS, let me give you some details of the whole thing here. Uh, we got a rated R film before our PG-13 crap of the 2000s. Before got... the PG-13 of the remake? Oh, that was PG-13? Yeah. oh Um... <laughs> Got a 97-minute runtime, so it's a nice, quick hour and a half. Uh, directed by Bruce Pittman. Uh, really, the only thing he's done is a lot of TV. Yep. Uh, written by Ron Oliver, who also wrote some scripts for the Goosebump TV show. Yeah, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, he did both, huh? Yeah,
2: he did the uh, kids' horror uh, at the time. Um, it feels like that with this movie. It okay. feels like it's from that, uh, the you know... Tales from the Crypt light type stuff. <laughs> That's what it kind of feels like
1: this whole movie. It's starring Michael Ironside as Bill Nordham.
2: Yeah, making the return to Analog Jones very quickly. Didn't yes. take us long
1: to get back to Ironside. He's a classic Joneser. Yeah. We've got Wendy Lyon as Vicky Carpenter. Hmm, Carpenter. <laughs> the first of many uh, callback last names. Uh, I'm going to jack this one up. Uh, Louis Ferraria? as greg nordham yeah and he's
2: credited in this movie as uh, justin lewis yes yeah i saw that his uh first sort of name uh and lisa Shrig
1: as mary lou maloney
2: oh who is just fucking amazing
1: in this film <laughs> uh yeah there's very few people who can outdo michael ironside but i think we just found one in a film
2: yeah she just
1: just rips apart the screen when she is on it mm-hmm. we've got the, this is a canadian slasher actually the first four are all canadian yes uh released october 16th 1987 in canada but the reason we're doing this is it wasn't released into the united states until november of 87 right yes
2: so this is our first of our breakdown of each month uh so we're in november now so all of our our two episodes in uh, November will be November releases. Mm-hmm. So this is uh, one that came out after Halloween uh, in the U.S. And did well on video, you said.
1: It did. Uh, the budget is about $1.5 to $2 million, so it's a solid budget. We do get some good production in this.
2: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's all on screen. And uh, we looked up that it, it ended up making about $2.8 in the US so made its budget back not a huge yeah. hit or anything but really became a hit on video
1: now this was all about the video during this day
2: I, I love that so far a lot of the movies we've covered were movies that became
1: hits on video I think that really ties into our nostalgia aesthetic I think it was a common trait uh, back then where these budget you know you get about a million to two million dollar ones they don't really care about the theater release it's all about home video
2: yeah the 80s it was the Wild West and money was just being printed for these tapes
1: yeah all right we're gonna listen to the trailer right here and then we're gonna come back with the box art
0: vicky's getting ready for the prom good morning prom queen only nominated not the winner but she's about to get a visit from the past i've been seeing things hallucinations about mary lou maloney that girl who died at our school the mind plays strange tricks it's not my mind, damn you, it's Mary Lou Maloney! We're in trouble, you What are you talking about? Mary Lou Maloney has come back. It's like I'm not in control of myself. I am afraid I might hurt somebody. Somehow her spirit has come back from the grave and she will come after you and me.
1: This is the part where Analog Jones breaks down the box art, and by that, I mean Matt. Tell us why we'd rent this. So you're strolling
2: through the video store. Actually, this was one that I, like Urban Legend, we were talking about, this was one I was strolling through the video store and picked up this box and had to see this movie. Uh, great art. So we've got our title, uh, Hello Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, and a very Tales from the Crypty comic book kind of font up at the top. Mm-hmm. And then we get Mary Lou, uh, an illustrated Mary Lou, in a locker that's on fire. Looks so cool. She's in like a... 50s style uh, pink purple dress with the gloves and the crown as she calls it in the uh, movie and yeah she's got the flames behind her we get the painted looking up aesthetic at the lockers almost like a goosebumps cover <laughs> uh and on the lockers to her uh left to my right she's got the names of different students that are crossed off uh We've got Mary, Dave, Dan, Bud, Billy written down, and Dave, Dan, and Bud are crossed off. Not actually characters in the film, but uh, <laughs> it's just a fun little oh, thing wait, that they... Wait, is Bud?
1: Just, like, Did you say Bud is on Yeah, here? Bud's on here. I think Bud wasn't Bud, the uh, original guy, Bud Strikes Again.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bud was the... Uh, yeah, you're right. Um, it's almost like her list of, like, people she was with because Bill is not crossed off. And that was Michael Ironside.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: we do get two names that do appear in the movie. The tagline on here is: "In 1957, Mary Lou Maloney went up in flames. Spaces. Now she's back, and she's burning mad." Uh, my least favorite tagline of all the taglines we looked at, but it's fun.
1: Yeah. After you're done describing that, I'll go into the other ones.
2: Uh, so that's a front. Great painted image. Like I said, almost like a Tales from the Crypty, Goosebumpsy type cover painted. It's awesome. Who's the and signature on that? We get a Samuel Goldwyn uh, ah, Home Entertainment okay. signature at the bottom. Uh, this, is, this was a Samuel Goldwyn release in theaters. So they've got their uh, name on the box here, even though this is a Video Treasures release. Um, so on the sides, we've got uh, the, the red. So this really stands out on your shelf. Uh, the red coloring, uh, you know, R rating, closed caption, all that. The image from the front and the little top, uh, top corners and red on top as well, red back, so very red, um, sides, top and back. And uh, here's the back. Well, of the they box always here. want the
1: back of the box to catch your attention.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess, and, which it really, this one really does. So, "Hello, Mary Lou, prom night 2, up the top. And now this is a tagline that's on one of the other boxes that I really like. It's the first line of the description. You can't keep a bad girl down. Simple and effective. I really like that. Uh, beautiful and innocent Vicky Carpenter seems a shoe-in for prom queen, but Mary Lou Maloney, dead for 30 years, also wants the crown and returns from the grave to possess Vicky's body. After tormenting and brutally butchering Vicky's friends, Mary Lou successfully transport panic-stricken Vicky into a hellish purgatory. With the competition out of the way, hell-bent and armed with deadly powers, Mary Lou's got places to go, people to kill, and a crown to win. Richard Harrington from the Washington Post calls Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2 clever, with humor and class. It's Peggy Sue Lives on Elm Street with dollops of Carrie and The Exorcist. 1987 color, approximately 97 minutes. Uh, And like I mentioned, this is a uh, Video Treasures release from 1995, so this is a re-release. Video Treasures was like a precursor to Anchor Bay, would put out uh, movies that sort of were floating in distribution. Uh, and the artwork is credited to 1988, so that's probably when they created this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and it's in mono. We get a mono, not a stereo hmm. sound one. So one single speaker uh, for this one.
1: Well, we had to turn R- the audio up on my TV. Yeah, so. single
2: speaker tends to be that way. Uh, last thing I wanted to point out about this VHS so we can slip the cover off for now. Uh, the tape itself is listed as Hello, Mary Lou, and then in parentheses, Prom Night 2.
1: Yeah, I don't that's know who did the one. printing on the, this cassette, but that's weird.
2: And then they also mislabeled uh, the running time. They have it as 104 minutes. Well, on, these, on the I- these
1: interns just aren't what
2: they used to be. Uh, right? Oh, God. These, probably, these people probably got paid for this, though. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of our cover. Oh, the images on the back are really cool. They, they look like production stills, not so much uh, uh, pictures clipped from the movie. These are the, the characters are looking into the lens. So these are production uh, photos of Ironsides up on top with the blood from a nightmare scene mm-hmm. that he has. We get the great effects work on Mary Lou as she's transitioning from burnt corpse Mary Lou to... Uh, pretty mary lou with slight scarring we get like the in-between stage of her and then we get which uh, is a man yeah which is clearly like a uh one of the effects guys
1: or maybe it <laughs> a was a skinny p- effects guy maybe yeah. it was
2: a puppet too i don't know because when she was changing there was some yeah it could have been a yeah, puppet could have been a person yeah. i don't know and then um finally like the image of her you know raising hell on prom night uh, 87, Mary Lou. So she's got the slight scarring. Um, yeah, great images to really convey
1: sort of the poppy, pulpy fun of the movie. Mm-hmm. So we actually had a couple VHS covers for this. So I'll go back into the history for it. I did some research. We had a Canadian version which was distributed by Norstar Home Video. This was the original release distributed by uh, and it's Mary Lou standing at the top of the stairs with the light like bleeding through where it just makes a silhouette of her. Which uh, is a shot in the movie. Which is a shot in a movie. Um, and the, her tagline in in that on the front is what's on the back of this VHS cover that we have is you can't keep a bad girl down. But don't worry we've got many more taglines for you. Yeah. So the U.S. originally distributed this by Virg- Virgin Vision, which I had mentioned to you before, I've never heard of. Yeah, I think that
2: was like a, a very quick, you know, Virgin Records getting in on the distribution of VHS. Well, I was wondering if it was
1: Virgin Records. Yeah,
2: it's the same okay. logo. Uh, so I think that was them getting in on that, but they didn't seem to last very long in the uh, yes. VHS distribution. They went, they went back to records.
1: So we've got... This version, which we have right now, which is also the U.S. version version of it, but we have a few other things in here. One of the taglines on it, on the Canadian poster, was, Mary Lou is back. God help the students at Hamilton High. Yeah. So they got to make sure to get Hamilton High in there. Because that's, that's our-
2: the connective tissue yes. between this one and the
1: first one. Uh, we've got another one on the U.S. poster here. Which is Mary Lou is one hot date. She's got places to go. Dot dot dot. People to kill.
2: <laughs> which is in the description on the back. Yes, here, but not. That but it was line.
1: definitely a tagline. So the U.S. had two different posters. One, which is her in the locker room with the flames, which we get on the mm. distributed slip covers. But then they had another one, I guess, for PG thirteen type video stores where there's no flames on it. I don't understand why you do that. I guess you can't burn a girl. <laughs> yeah, the
2: flames the flames were okay for a video store, but it looked like the flames weren't okay for the theatrical poster. Kind yeah, of Yeah, that's
1: odd to yeah. me. I don't you never know what they're going to do with these uh yeah. distributing these posters and everything like that. So We'll come back and we'll break down this film.
2: Yeah, we'll uh, take it out to the sleeve here. We'll pop it in and we'll uh, get to get to what's on the tape.
0: Mary Lou Maloney wants to be the prom queen all over again. Hello, Mary Lou. Prom Night 2 on USA tomorrow at 9, 8 central.
1: Let's fire up this VCR, Matt. Let's break this thing down.
2: Yeah. So we pop the tape in. We don't get it, any trailers, unfortunately, this time. Wah,
1: wah. Which
2: always bums me out. it's well, a
1: video treasure trope now for us? Yeah,
2: video treasure. I think being a re-release company doesn't want to fucks with that. So we just get uh, we just get the video treasures logo. We get the FBI warning, which is now our second time getting an FBI warning.
1: Mm-hmm. And fix your and fix the tracking and, and fix get ready. the yeah
2: and adjust your tracking. So a lot of. Uh, little nostalgic bits there with the FBI warning and the your tracking. I think this, uh, tape is in EP mode, so the cheap shit. Mm-hmm. But less tape, uh, to pay for in the so, role.
1: So when we're looking through horror movies, or any movies, when we see a video treasure, we can both look at each other and be like,
2: hmm, mm, this they, is only we, a
1: dollar here.
2: Yeah, like, do we want to risk it, uh, miss out on some trailers, or should we look for the original? But this was one that I had already in my collection, just because I wanted to own the movie. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, Video Treasures is our first logo, and then adjuster your tracking FBI warning, we jump right into the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we get an opening shot of Miss Mary Lou going into confession.
2: Uh, yes. So we get a confession scene, and she writes basically for a good time call on there mm-hmm. because she lists all of her sins, and they're all, like, amazing. There she's like, uh, I have uh, unpure,
1: thoughts, un-pure done. thoughts
2: and I've done things with the boys in school or whatever. And the <laughs> priest is just like, what? what? And then she's just like, and I loved every second of it. And she writes her name and lipstick
1: in the confessional. And then it cuts to the chest, which is something they don't set up at all. So we've got just a shot of a creepy chest mm-hmm. and a really cool chest, by the way. Yeah,
2: like a trunk chest, yeah. like an old school uh, carrying case trunk. Uh, which is, uh, as we're assumed, is filled with Mary Lou's soul. Sure. <laughs> uh, then we
1: go right to prom.
2: Yeah, we get to prom. We get to see uh, Mary Lou in action. And, God, she's so good in this movie.
1: Yeah, she knows what movie she's doing. And since it's prom, I think we should bake out... Our prom cakes we've got here. Okay, so I'm just gonna be eating through the rest of this episode. Great. Yes. This episode's gonna sound for the rest of it like this. <laughs> this is really good. So
2: we, yeah, we get uh, oh. we get the prom, which is awesome. She's with a 30 year old date who's balding. Uh, might might be the same age as Ironside is in this movie, but it's supposed to be a young Ironside. I,
1: I looked it up for us. Mary Lou is thirty one, but she looks great for thirty one. Yeah, and she yes. looks
2: like she could pass as a movie high schooler, like a uh, you know she's probably in her twenties, but uh, yeah. Uh, pass for a teenager.
1: Playing Billy in this, which ends up being Michael Ironside's character. Billy is thirty three, going on forty.
2: Yeah, he does not look good. Uh, <laughs> but so they're on a date. And he gets stiffed because she ends up making out with Bud, Bud. who strikes again. (laughs) Uh, Damn that Bud! He's pumping her full of liquor, and they're making out. And Billy catches. She's grabbing the crotch. Oh yeah, she is. She is aggressive, and I like it. She is (laughs) so fun to watch.
1: And and he. So when Billy walks back there and he catches them making out, she's like, what? We ain't doing anything. It's like, what? You're grabbing his crotch.
2: They're not fucking, so they ain't doing
1: anything. <laughs> I guess. I guess that's how this works. So it ends up, she wins the prom queen. And when she wins it, she struts. She owns that stage. And I love this whole 50s thing. You've got the everyone in their garb. And like I said, when we're watching it, I love the gloves.
2: Oh, Yeah. Great costume choice, um, very 50s period, um, but uh, yeah, oh, it's just really, f- it oh, re- yeah, right, we get a lot of 50s songs. It really Toody fits fruity. in fits in with the times. It's it's cool. Great to- costume.
1: Tutti Fruity, one of the best songs ever originally written about anal sex. Yes. Look it up. It's true. Yeah. So, Billy's pissed. Billy ends up getting a stink bomb that two pranksters were going to use, but They had to ditch it. So he waits up there when she's like, forget the... I forget what she says to the girl, but she's like, forget the robe, bonehead. Give me the crown. Yeah. So she's about to get her crown, but right before she does, young Billy throws a stink bomb to ruin it and sets her on a flame. She just explodes.
2: Yeah, she erupts into flames, and uh, Bud goes to save her with this jacket. Uh... But, you know, doesn't want to get burned as well, so he doesn't make it, like, banging on the stairs. Which, of course, leads him to a life of priestdom. <laughs> yes. After, you know, uh, being the guy that was sneaking around the alcohol and stuff like that. He gets an honorable
1: mention for trying. hmm <laughs> So she burns to death, and uh, then we get a cut to modern time.
2: Well, first we go to the trunk. Which, oh yeah. We get this great pan back shot. Again, very very goosebumpsy, very tales from the crypty. Uh, the trunk sort of like closes and then we pan back and we see a skull on the floor. We don't <laughs> know if it's hers. Doesn't fucking matter. It's just cool. It looks cool. We're right we're recording this right before Halloween and it's very Halloweeny. Yes. Uh, so we get that shot. And once we get that shot, we realize like that okay, her soul is now trapped in this trunk after she's burned up at prom. And fast forward to 1987, 30 years later.
1: And they show us; they don't tell us, because we just, honestly, when I wa- first watched this film, I just assumed it was modern time. But you picked up, hey, they never gave us a cue for it.
2: Show, don't tell, though. You know it works. It, it you works. can very much tell that it is the 80s.
1: And this film, within 10 minutes, shows all the characters for it. Mm-hmm. They do not waste time setting this up. First, we get. Vicky, which is a innocent girl, kind of this very, very conservative 1980s, uh, wearing like these docker khakis. Cack- these yeah. khakis
2: are awful. Very covered up. Uh, her mother is Nancy Reagan in the film. <laughs> her mother is
1: awful. But her dad seems like such a joy. He's so sad.
2: You know, there's yeah. just such yeah. a deep sadness in his life. Can but- you imagine
1: their sex? It's It's got to be like... Mm nothing.
2: It's probably like two two two-by-fours just (laughs) rubbing together and creating friction.
1: Maybe the greatest visual of (laughs) awful sex I've ever heard. Yeah. So that's
2: probably what their sex life is like. But... I'm sure it gets a renewed uh, vitalization after later on in the film when he makes out with his daughter. Oh, you and just he,
0: ruined it
1: now. And
2: he seems to, like, take pleasure from it. So he was probably like, hey, honey, want to hook up tonight? And he was probably thinking of his kid. Anyway. so oh,
1: we, we go to the her dreamy boyfriend on a bicycle, picks her up. They go to the diner. Apparently these kids in the 80s not only go to the diner but drink coffee?
2: Yeah, it's a very 50s thing, but I think it was sort of that conservative Reagan-era 80s uh, I know this is Canada, but still, like, they're kind of doing the American tropes here. Yep. Uh, we so we've certain... got four
1: characters right there within, like, maybe four minutes.
2: Yeah, and uh, they're doing sort of the conservative 80s, uh, remember the 50s thing by going to the yeah. diner and, you know, very back to the future uh, type stuff. So, yeah, they we sort of learn their characters. Uh, the boyfriend is you know the bad boy with a heart of gold Mm -hmm. he's got the motorcycle and the parents think that he's bad for her but he's actually really a nice guy he's like a really good dude and really cares about her
1: yeah he's not a bad guy at all in fact he's quite wonderful
2: yeah he's so nice to her he like supports her individuality like and when she starts to change he's like Mm -hmm. oh she's just doing her thing
1: she's been an individual y'all
2: yeah like he's he's so nice for, like, the motorcycle leather jacket wearing bad boy of the 80s.
1: Then we go to school and we get a kid. We get the geek of the the school, the 80s geek, and I love him. He's introducing, one, a guacamole radio, which then he goes, didn't work well because it only picked up Mexican radio stations, and I looked you right now, and I go, this script writer is having a blast, because mm-hmm. he's writing these teeny jokes everywhere, and it's not so much like a laugh out loud, it's a hee. he Well,
2: yeah, there's one-liners throughout the entire film, start to finish, yeah. like, and it is, it's just little things like that, like, ah, I tried to set up a guacamole radio, I was only getting Mexican but, but, and that's it, like, that's like the end, yeah. of it. it's never addressed again, it's like these little dropped one-liners that go throughout then, the movie.
1: And Vicky's talking to her friend Jessica, I believe? Uh, pregnant one? No, non-pregnant one. This is this is the Monica. one where she's Monica. She's like, I'm I'm 18. I'm gorgeous, and none of the boys like me. And
2: then a guy is yeah. like, Hey, can I talk to you after school? And she's like, Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs>
1: get away from me, you dirtbag!
2: And then she turns back towards the camera she's and like, goes, I don't know why I can't get a date to prom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like, This script writer's... Just loving it. Can you imagine him watching them deliver all these lines when they're shooting? Oh. He's just like this. Ooh, yeah! yeah!
2: But, like, uh, <coughs> a great example of an 80s movie where sort of everybody gets it. Everybody knows the tone. Like, they they are delivering this humor with such glee. Uh, but then, yeah, it's it's, you know, an effects-heavy horror movie. They get what they're doing. They're having a blast with this.
1: And then they show the the super super 80s woman here which i think matt her friend is going to the doctor and she's like are you okay and i see the glimmer in matt's eyes when he sees this most ridiculous 80s girl yes. i'm gonna let you describe what she's wearing
2: first of all her hair looks like she stuck up on 97 forks in an outlet at one time <laughs> it is fried it is huge It is touching the ceiling. She has to duck when she goes through doorways. It's so big. Um, Which is already fantastic. And her makeup is just like clown level. (laughs) And then she's wearing like a jumpsuit that looks like if like the Joker was a character on Miami Vice. (laughs) Like, and then her purse I thought was a helmet. Like a, like a bike helmet, but it looks more, because they showed it then in a close-up, it looks more like if somebody found a dinosaur egg <laughs> and turned it into a purse. This woman is my spirit animal. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. She was something. Uh, at, at, at some point, they also introduced the bitch character who becomes the true competition for Prom Queen because it took me the second viewing of this film to realize... Oh, all the girls, they waste time. Well, they don't waste time. All the girls they set up in this, they're all going for prom queen.
2: Yeah, they're all on the ballot running for prom queen. And, yeah, basically Mary Lou's MO is knocking off the competition.
1: Yeah, I, so, I mean... Which they
2: don't explicitly say it, but it's like... Is, yeah, they show it. It's actually better that they yeah. don't explicitly say that. Like, it's better that, like, it's like you kind of learn that as it's going on. It's like, oh, you know, she's taking off
1: the competition. I don't believe this film ever actually drops exposition.
2: No, it they really show just you everything. Moves. Yeah, it this moves. is I mean, uh Ron Oliver who wrote this and like we mentioned did Goosebumps and uh like 17 episodes of Goosebumps and like 17 episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark. Um He's a prolific writer, though. He's got a ton. He's got, like, 60-something writing credits this on his IMDb. He's a TV. professional. He knows what he's doing. He's not going to be dropping exposition. Like, they know how to just keep going. And he is the one who directed some of the reshoots, and we'll talk about that on the behind-the-scenes. So he knows what he's, what he's doing with this movie.
1: Well, and then they cut to Michael Ironside is the principal, and then you figure out him and his kid Craig here. So Michael Ironside is now the older version of Billy that caught Mary Lou on fire. And he's been rewarded in life for being a murderer as a principal.
2: Right, he is the principal of the school. I don't think it—it it never shows though that he got caught doing. No, that. I don't think, I don't he think did people know. No. I think people just thought it was an accident, like somebody. Only had Mary the, Lou knows, right? So nobody knows that he caught. He's the reason she caught on fire. Oh,
1: maybe Bud knows. The
2: yeah, no no, Bud didn't see him do it
1: though.
0: Hmm.
2: I think he confesses to Bud. He's like, she's coming after us because of what we did, or whatever, or what we didn't do. Uh, So, Ironside is now the principal of the school, and his kid is uh, Craig, Uh, so that explains why Mary Lou also decides to possess Vicky, because she's dating Craig, who is the son of... Of her boyfriend, so it makes yeah, sense that, it's, that that's it's who like she presents.
1: Yeah. it's it's good. They yeah. did a good job, but really, then they show the priest, uh, which you find out is Bud, and they. I looked down at the timer on this. They put in all the characters within ten minutes.
2: Right. We know everybody who's going to be in the movie. We know everybody who's on the ballot. We know like who's the bitch girl, who's the nice girl, who's the pregnant girl, who's the who's our lead. You know, we know everybody. We know about Mary Lou. We know about Billy and Bud. We now have all of our characters for the film.
1: Yeah, we find out that the art girl, super 80s girl that Matt loves, yes, is pregnant.
2: Yes, we find and that out pretty quick. the
1: slowest pan I have ever seen. Because she freaks out when they're all like, uh, oh, we forgot to mention, art girl, uh, Vicky asks art girl, hey, what kind of dress are you are going to wear? She goes, I don't know, I'm just going to go downstairs and props and find one. And Vicky's just like, great idea. Wastes no time. Immediately goes down there.
2: Yeah, does it before her friend who suggested it. Like, yeah. like she might end up getting the dress that <laughs> her friend wanted. But when she goes down there, she finds the trunk that encases Mary Lou's soul, mm-hmm. and naturally opens it, and the soul is released. Through you know supernatural movings arounds of objects and things like sure. that. Sure. Uh, we that's how we know it escapes. Like trunks and stuff are moving on their own. I don't know
1: about your high school, but we did not have a basement.
2: Yeah, I think our like basement was like just another extension of the gym. That's like where the ROTC kids like practice. Yeah, thing. basically that was our high school uh, basement. We didn't really have like a traditional like boiler room like the, all these horror movies have. No. Uh, so. Yeah, she opens up the trunk. She gets a dress because her mom, her Nancy Reagan mom, won't let her have a nice well, was dress. Was there a
1: dress in there or just the cape? Cape and crown, I think.
2: Oh, yeah. She finds yep. the cape and crown first, but she was going down yep. for a dress because her Nancy Reagan mom won't let her wear a nice dress.
1: And and then we get to the, the girls talking about prom and 80s girl freaks out. Then Vicky goes to consult her. We find out she's pregnant. Then... And we get the long zoom-in panning. Dramatic as she's she's confessing and being like, it's going to be okay. You'll get through this. You'll get through this. And then within 15 minutes, we get our first death.
2: Who is the pregnant girl? Who
1: is the pregnant girl? So technically, it's two deaths. Yeah, like, waste
2: no time being like,
1: hey, audience. (laughs) Anyway, and
2: <laughs> no mary, one is safe
1: and mary lou here has a little hard time deciding how to kill 80s girl yeah
2: so 80s girl is like i'm going to try on this cape and crown and mary lou is not having it, nope, not that, that her soul gonna, is up. no so she tries on the cape and then she picks a stone out of the crown cuz i think she wants to just keep the stone not the crown and uh that sets mary lou off wraps the thing around wraps the cape around her neck Uh, And supernaturally pulls her across the room in a very spectacularly, like, fans blowing, everything is flying around the room, 80s moment. Awesome. And uh, pulls her to the uh, paper cutter that they Mm -hmm. have in schools uh, with the, the big arm blade. And like is about to cut her head off, and is like, no, change my mind. The arm blade flies back up. She flies across that and gets yanked up in the air and is like strangled. Her neck is like bleeding and everything. She's strangled in the air, but Mary Lou's not done. No, that's not good enough. She fucking throws her through the window. <laughs> yeah,
1: because I thought, oh, she didn't cut off her head because she wants it to look like a suicide. Then she tosses her out the window, and I'm like, well, I, uh, Mary Lou's just kind of learning her power, she has no idea what she wants to do yet.
2: Right, yeah, and I think that's what it is. I think she's just, like, she's first released now, so she's just learning her power. Uh, um,
1: so, what, where do we go after this? Well, so, Vicky, this is when, like, sort of the yeah, plot just... It starts to go pretty quick. So, yeah. Vicky's distraught, which apparently only Vicky is distraught.
2: Yeah, like, one of their friends and, like, one of the people who is running for prom queen is dead. And, like, yeah. they're just, like, they're Meh. just like, man, that sucks.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. She's just like, isn't it weird that she's not around? Yeah. And then the other girl comes up. She's like, you guys, she's promoting to be prom queen. She's like, you guys better catch up because one person's already dropped out. Yeah. And then she looks at her, and what does she say? She's like, you
2: bitch. She says, She says something like "Shut the fuck up, you bitch!" Like, and I was like,
1: (laughs) "Whoa,
2: And that—that is the first sign that she is going to be possessed.
1: Yeah, we also get the Mary Lou. We get the volleyball scene too, where she starts to have these delusions. She gets caught in the volleyball net, and then she gets sent home. And they're like, "Oh, she fainted." No, she didn't. The bitch character smokes her in the head with a volleyball. Spikes the
2: volleyball into her face and knocks her out. But yeah, when she gets knocked out, she's having visions we, we of the fifties.
1: We call that assault nowadays, but yeah. in the eighties, it's just like being goofy. Yeah, it's
2: like kids are just—they're just kids. They're just kids playing with each other. It's assault, kids. Don't fucking throw spike balls into people you don't like's faces.
1: Yeah, and then basically <laughs> the mom's just like, "You got to go to confessional. You've got to go to church. That's why you fainted." Like, yeah.
2: What? And basically, all that does is ignite Mary yeah, Lou that starts to, within her, taking over.
1: Yeah, it's somehow she ends up entering her body. She gets into her room, and we see Vicky, who's got the, like the cleanest little room. She's got paint all around it. You, know, you can tell she's an art student. She's drawing, and but then the drawing turns from her to, to Mary. Mary Lou, right? And
2: then her fucking like rocking horse in her room is the creepiest fucking thing its eyes turn red its mouth starts moving its head moves and then it like sexually sticks its tongue out yeah like, and stuff. Ah, yeah. yeah it's it's pretty great
1: and we get that mirror of her room where it's kind of like i don't know ripple effect yeah it's like water, like water and like the hand starts to come yeah, out that's yeah. cool that was yeah. really cool I it's mean, a great scene yeah. when she's like the possession is finally taking hold and we'll, we'll skip through this most of this is just setting up that the dance is coming and everything like that and her friends but then we get another one where she enters a, a dream state which definitely they're all this is all based off of nightmare and elm street right it's, it's so homage. Of, it's
2: to it. it's exorcist Carrie, elm
1: street yeah all smooshed
2: together which works fabulously in this movie though. Uh,
1: yeah i think this is really well done, and these effects people are having a blast, because then we get her in the cafeteria, we look down, and there's like giant hissing cockroaches yeah. crawling around in this disgusting soup.
2: Yeah, that's just like filled with worms and whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's nasty. So, yeah, that's like one of her flashbacks to the 50s, but it's like this rotten ghost 50s.
1: Yeah, I mean, her character is starting to snap here. Uh, she's not getting sleep, but what... In this whole, like, middle segment of the movie they're setting it up, everyone kind of acts like Vicky's crazy for no reason. She has a reason. Her best friend's dead. Her pregnant
2: best friend, is. she is being told, killed herself. Like, what the fuck? That's like, and they're still trying to put on prom. And obviously, because we see her setting up for prom, she's, like, head of the prom committee. So she's got to set up for a prom that she was going to go to with her best friend who she thinks committed suicide.
1: I'd be a little fucked up, too. Like, yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> if this is, like, a normal thing in Canada where everyone's just like, oh, you know, they all killed themselves. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: I think uh, I think they're just, like... I mean, if you think about it, though, high school kids... They are really all about themselves. They could really give a shit about each other. Unless it is your close friend. Like, you're really still focused on yourself. You're not exactly the most compassionate person in high school.
1: Well, and at this point, um, Michael Ironside's character Billy and the priest Bud, they know what's happening. They've seen all these signs. The cracked mirror. The Yeah,
2: they know Mary Lou's uh, coming back. And, yeah, like, Bill lets Bud know, again, like, this was my fault. She's coming back because of me. And Bud is like, we'll perform an exorcism, and... Bud, Billy's not into that. Yeah, but he's like, you're being ridiculous, that's not going to help, we're just doomed. And um, uh, Bud tries to do an exorcism at the church and at her gravesite, and that just pisses her off.
1: Uh, we do get a little bit of some light moments uh, between this. The nerd who asks out, the the girl who's like, why has no one asked me out? Right. He asks her out, gets a nice little kiss, and you're like, oh.
2: That's a really sweet scene, like that. It could be a scene in like a coming of age high school movie because he's like, he's like, well, if we go to the prom and we meet together, people won't know we're together, so that's okay. And she's like, yeah, we wouldn't want that to happen. Uh, we 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 could end up kissing, and then people will know we're together. And he's like, we can't have that. And, he, and then she's like, but we could kiss now and get that over with and then he gets the nerd gets his kiss
1: yeah it's a really sweet scene he also gets a little uh um it's a word i'm searching for he, he tries to get a little bit more he's just like well you want to try anything else <laughs> yeah. out? And i'm like whoa, whoa don't get greedy <laughs> yeah, there, don't buddy. get
2: greedy here like you got you got some. you got a little peck on the cheek uh so just take that but, the, but
1: sadly, she will never make it to prom.
2: Right. So we get that amazing scene, which is super sweet, super cute. Um, and this is Monica, who is like the second best friend of Vicky. And so that turns into Vicky's now kind of gone a little loony. She's kind oh, of she's really pale. She's looking good. Well, she was, for a while, she was a little pale, had sunken eyes, and now she's starting to like look, like, 50s hot. Uh-huh. Like, she's kind of ch- changing her outfit, changing her makeup, and she's walking around with all this confidence. Like, uh, the actress changes her walk, changes her tone of voice. She doesn't necessarily change so much about her appearance other than yeah, yeah some, like, some lipstick some and lipstick stuff. Some yeah. lipstick and stuff. But she completely changes within her performance. So she's great in these scenes. Uh, but they're in a shower scene together and she's kind of being sassy with her. And... Monica's like, you need to cut this out, whatever. And she goes to take a shower. Oh, and we get boobs. Yeah, and we get Monica boobs, and then we also get uh, Vicky full frontal. Yeah. She drops the towel... And goes in the uh, shower with Monica and like starts giving her little pecks and she's like, "What are you? What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing?"
1: And it I'm not into her- this, Vicky.
2: And she freaks her out and Vicky's like chasing her naked through the in a very faculty like moment. Yeah, she's uh, just
1: walking naked. I yeah, mean, she she's she, she kind of turns into Jason here.
2: She's slow walking and yeah. Monica's running away, but she's still keeping up with her. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's so, called magic, folks. So Monica gets away by hiding in
2: a locker. And she, you know, she's like, oh, is she going to see me? she's she going to see me? And Vicky comes around the corner and is like, you think she doesn't know which locker it is? And then she fucking looks right at the locker. And in this great effects moment, the lockers just sort of crush into that middle yeah. one. And then a bunch of just blood oozes out from the middle where we know Monica just got smushed. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was like, Monica, I really wanted you to live, but you're dead. And your fake <laughs> boobs won't make it to prom.
2: Yeah, this was the 80s. Uh, there's nothing fake about Vicky. She's got a
1: slamming body. No, I... Well, I, I, the scene actually really surprised me. I was like, wow, this actress is going all in. And, and when she's walking, she literally... I, you, It's almost like Mary Lou did enter her body. Right, like, oh, she's damn, got good the good Mary Lou strut that, like, yeah, ra- that you see good. Mary Lou
2: have in the opening scene. So it's really nice, actually. It's a really good performance. Uh, She's walking around with like such poison
1: confidence. You're like, fuck, that is that is Mary Lou now. Uh, We'll skip some of the other stuff, but uh, well, the one girl, Kelly, was it? That's the bitch girl. Yeah, the Kelly bitch girl tries to pay off the nerd to win the prom, and he he doesn't do it. No. uh, She's like, I'll give you a hundred bucks, whatever, name your price. And he writes something on the computer, which we figure out is blowjob. Yeah. And she's like, you're disgusting. And then takes a dart and throws it through Albert Einstein's nose. And I'm like, hey, the fuck did Albert Einstein do?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's got an Einstein poster in his uh, nerd den. Yeah. Uh, of course he <laughs> well, does. Because
1: we have to remind everyone he's, he's a He's the
2: nerd, yeah. So, you know, this guy, he really is greedy because he's got the hot girl to go to prom with, but he's mm-hmm. still looking to get a BJ from the bitch girl. Oh, greeting her
1: He is uh, playing He's playing the game here. Yeah, he's playing the high school game for sure. Uh, so then we we basically just get to prom. Well, but, the but priest before, dies. Priest dies. Oh, before. that's right. He's doing uh, kind of an exorcist, I guess. The body no, of Christ compels you. No, that he
2: does the exorcism early on. That just pisses her off. Yeah. But later... She, uh, Vicky goes to the confessional, much like the opening scene of the movie where Mary Lou goes to the confessional, confesses to Bud. Bud now realizes, like it's over. Like this, she is Mary Lou, and but, she's gonna kill him. And she breaks through the door and stabs him with the yeah, crucifix. it's not gonna make it. So he gets stabbed in the face with the crucifix, and that's that's it for Bud. But then we get to prom.
1: Yes, and right before prom, we have two kind of key scenes in it. We'll break it off, uh, fork it off here. So we get Billy, Michael Ironside's character, who knows Mary Lou has risen. And he is going to make sure, he, he's going to find out if she's like, you know, the Walking Dead. He goes to her gravesite in a cardigan. He puts mm-hmm. on his suit of armor, which You're, is a cardigan. Which is his cardigan. He goes to the, he digs up the grave. The priest is in there.
2: Right. Mary Lou isn't in there. The priest that just got stabbed in the mouth is in there.
1: So then we also have Vicky, who is possessed by Mary Lou at this time, in her dress. And she's looking good in a rocking chair. And her dad comes in there and he's doing so you know, you're going to remember this forever. We, your mom and I thought we were the best looking couple. Uh, I, I was doing repossessions at that time. And my first check I spent on her corsage and a ring. And, uh, you know, that's... Uh, it's going to be, you're going to remember this forever. And Vicky just gets up, struts over, and starts making out with her dad. And I was like, whoa, no returning from this.
2: And he looks like he likes it. <laughs> a little bit. He's like, it's, it's sort of a look like, why do I like this so much? And then the mom is like, get out of here, you
1: harlot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's you know, the last that's... we see the parents. <laughs> well, well, she goes downstairs, and, and this is definitely the carry to the mom thing, too. And she's like, you're not leaving this house. Vicky just looks at her and just blows her through the door. Yeah,
2: like, kind of mind like uh, nods, and she f- fucking goes flying yeah. through the front door. Just and it's like
1: Jean Grazer here. Yeah, Boom!
2: Yeah, and so Mom is just laying on the uh, deck of the house, or the yeah front porch of the house, and then, like, Vicky struts off going to prom with Craig, who still is just, like, being really nice and supportive yeah. to her. Like, she's just trying new things. She's just yeah. trying to be an individual.
1: <laughs> First... You know, at the one time, Vicky, before all of this, Vicky's making out with Craig and, like, grabs his crotch, and she's like, what, you don't know how to use this? And then she drops the F word, and I was like, whoa.
2: Yeah, very in know, very 80s, but also 50s, you know, where it was okay to say the F word. Uh, the, the other F word, yeah, the F-A-G. Yeah, the the other bad word, uh, <laughs> which we won't say because we're better than that. But, <laughs> uh, but she, so she does that, and yeah, and then, like, She's, like, being really mean to the people that are setting up for the prom and stuff like yeah. that. So, yeah, well, but Craig is still then, just being yeah. super supportive well, of and her. And then
1: Craig's dad knocks him out so he can't go to the way. I'm like, man, Craig is really a doormat in this. Yeah,
2: like, because his dad is Michael Ironside. Just knocks him out. And he's like, I'm going to go take care of
0: this.
1: I'm going to go dig up this grave. Uh-oh, she's not there. So then Michael Ironside. So he Ironside just gets a fucking gun. <laughs> he gets a, well, there's only <laughs> one way to take out a ghost demon.
2: Yeah. Got to shoot her. Yeah.
1: So he, he goes to the prom. We get that the uh, one girl, uh, the the girl that will do nothing or will do anything to win this prom goes back to the nerd geek who is just pounding beers because his prom date never showed up.
2: Who was Monica, Monica. because she's smashing a yeah. locker dead somewhere. <laughs>
1: and no one's found her. Apparently. Yeah, no one's found her yet. Uh, so she comes in there with, I guess, mouth. Wash or the spray yeah, or whatever. Yeah, the mouse spray, yeah. yeah. G- uh, gives him a little BJ, and while he's getting the BJ, he writes in that she wins.
2: Right. So he types in the computer that she's the winner now because he got what he wanted. He got his blowjob. And she leaves and goes to make out with her boyfriend, and the boyfriend's like, You taste good.
1: Like, <laughs> it's like,
2: Oh! It was so gross and great. Again, screenwriter going, Yes! Yeah, just a great, silly moment. Uh, so we think that Kelly's gonna win. And Mary Lou st- is not having that, so she like takes over the computer and makes the uh, nerd kid's face explode with uh, lightning lasers.
1: Yeah, animators had a lot of fun with that scene. Yeah,
2: so he like melts after sort of after that. So he's dead now, and Mary Lou changes the computer, which she they show it on the computer. Wrong, yeah. dead wrong <laughs> 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 it was what was typed on there. So she makes it so that Vicky wins. And Vicky then wins, and Kelly's like, what the fuck? Like, she looks so disgusted with <laughs> herself. And the
1: one guy looks over, and he goes... <laughs> How, did, he goes, you How did you blow this one? How did you blow this I can't even get it out. I was laughing so hard.
2: Uh, uh Yeah, great line there. And then, like, uh, Vicky goes up, because she won, and, fucking, and Michael Ironside shows up and just fucking shoots her. <laughs>
1: In front of him, everywhere, and then Craig shows up, and he's like, oh, Dan, what did you do? It's like, well, he just killed the demon, boy.
2: And then... In this great 80s practical effects extravaganza. Uh, Mary Lou crawls out of the body of Vicky. like yeah,
1: rips right through the gun hole. World. Yeah, with the
2: hand and then she pulls the rest of her body out and she's all fucked up and burnt. And, and that's on it's on the back
1: of the VHS list.
2: Yeah, so we sort of get the stages. Every time it cuts back to people freaking out at prom and cuts back to Mary Lou, she's like getting less and less burned and fucked up. <laughs> but she's like basically a burnt charred skeleton when she first
1: comes out and then it's like more and more flesh grows on her and stuff like that. It's great. Great effect. And she's, she's tearing everything thing up, and then she kills... Not only does she make... Jessica, is that her name?
2: What? The bitch girl?
1: Oh, yeah. What was... Uh, Kelly. Kelly. Not only did Kelly give a BJ, not win the whole thing, get kind of mocked, then... (laughs) Then Mary Lou throws like a light and stabs her and kills her. Yeah, like
2: she... One of the neon lights that's lighting up the prom, she just rips from the ceiling and just like stabs her,
1: and she's dead. Kelly was pretty much my, my favorite bitch character on there. Even though I couldn't remember her name. But man, she is... Uh, she was so sh- sassy. Yeah. She was great. <laughs> she is dead.
2: Yeah, she gets rotted. So she gets stabbed with the lightning rod.
1: And Craig tries to save the day. He, I don't know, hits Mary Lou over the back with a mm-hmm. chair or something and Mary Lou just looks up, now nah, you're pissing me off, and just starts tossing him yeah, around. Yeah, he's just
2: like, it's like a rag doll. It's so good. She's <laughs> so great in this movie.
1: And uh, it was weird because he, he runs away and she makes this rope wrap around his leg, and I was like, "Oh, what's gonna happen?" And he just goes, uh, takes off the rope like nothing, Yeah. and then runs away. And I'm yeah, like, Mary Lou, what's that?
2: Well, she was distracted because Ironside's still there, and so she wants to kill Craig, I think, in front of Ironside's to get a revenge. Yeah, maybe. So they, they run. D- they run downstairs. They run the downstairs training, then you know, to the basement, and he is getting sucked, I guess, to like the ghost dimension through the you know, the trunk. Craig is. And that's when Ironside's, like, not having it. And instead of, like, shooting her or trying to kill her, he gives her the crown. Mm-hmm. And then kisses her. You know, like, and makes her the prom queen. And that apparently uh, yeah, satisfies but... her. So then Craig is able to escape from the trunk. And uh, Ironside disappears into the ghost dimension with her. And so Craig is free. And then luckily vicky is safe in the ghost dimension because she's she's covered in ectoplasm or goo or
1: whatever she comes out in her nice conservative gear yeah she's back in in her her,
2: like conservative garb and he rescues her from the trunk and they they have a little quip about coffee because there's a moment early on about coffee like how do you take it or whatever she's like
1: that stuff will kill you yeah this is my girl yeah this
2: is my little conservative reaganite and then they make (laughs) out and uh they're, they're safe and they get outside and like the sirens are going off and everybody's like what happened here? Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> insanity took place here? And
1: we get our Nightmare on Elm Street slash uh, Tales from the Crypt ending.
2: Yes, we get our uh a uh, little twist ending, Ironside shows up, and he's like, come on, kids, let's get out of here, and he's being really nice to them, and they're like, okay, thank God, we're free. They get in the car, and then, in a very Tales from the Crypt, uh, Phantasm two style ending, he locks the doors, he turns the radio on, and it's 50s rock and roll. Well,
1: it's how- Hello, Mary Lou. Right. song. yeah.
2: And uh, he looks back at them with, like, a gleam in his eye, and he's like, uh, you know, says some 50s slogan thing, Mm -hmm. and then uh, they take off screaming in the car, and then the camera pulls up to the full moon and credits.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it was a quick, tight, 97 minutes, no useless filler, really. It is. The timing on this was great.
2: Yeah, this is a blast to watch from start to finish. This is the third time in, like, a month you watch this, right? Yes. Yeah, so, like, it's a blast to watch. I love this movie. When we found out when we were looking up the list of the November releases and we found out that this one came out in November, I was like, can we please do this? Because it's such a fun movie.
1: Yeah, no problem. Let's do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, and it was perfect for us to kind of watch right before Halloween. I know this episode is now mm-hmm. out after Halloween, but we watched it right before. And If uh, if you plan on watching this again, definitely save it for your yep. next 31 days of Halloween because it's a great spooky uh, Tales from the Crypt-esque uh, mm-hmm. horror effects extravaganza yeah all
1: right let's stop this rewind it eject and we'll come back with the behind the scenes in the name father son and holy spirit amen
0: forgive me father for i have sinned i have done terrible things i have hurt my friends i have Given into sexual desires with my boyfriend. I don't know what's happening to me. We all stray from the path of the Lord sometimes, child. But with penance, you will find your way again. Will you help me, Father? Of course, child. Will you pray for me? Yes. Will you fuck me? Come on, buddy, it's a big, free country. (laughs) Right, buddy? Dear God.
2: Let's blast these people with some knowledge. Yeah, so we've taken the tape out, and uh,
1: what what went into this? What's what's going on with Prom Night 2? Prom Night? Is a whole little universe here. It's kind of interesting. I did not know going into this that it had so many. We had the 1980 with Jamie Lee Curtis. Which is considered a classic, but neither of us really like that much. No, it's boring. Yeah, it's kind of a slow, boring movie. I hate the soft filter that's over the whole thing. Um, I'm not a fan. Yes, the soft filter, which we've actually seen that in uh, Missing in Action 3. Yeah, they used that soft focus lighting for the first half of that I movie, too. Can't see it.
2: Yeah, any movie that does that, I'm immediately turned off. So Prom Night, I'm not a fan, but yes. I am a huge fan of Prom Night too.
1: Well, Prom Night has the highest rating, because I went through and looked through all these. It has a 42% on the tomato meter, uh, which I'm like, mm, maybe, fine. I, I would give it more of like a 30, 35 People like it, though. People like this movie. Then we move into Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 in 87, and it only got a 30% on the tomato meter. and I really disagree with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not a great research tool or anything like that, but I looked at the Wikipedia for this movie as well, and uh, it also mentions on there that when this movie came out, it was generally negative reviews. But but some of the reviews, like the one mentioned on the back from the uh, Washington Post, get it, though. Like, the people that... Uh, did review it well always mention like the humor of the movie and like the yeah. sort of tone of uh, fun that this movie has so a couple reviewers at the time got it but mostly negative reviews
1: then the franchise goes really downhill uh, we have Prom Night 3 The Last Kiss which is not on Amazon The so the first, second, and fourth you can all stream on Amazon Prime, the third one not on there and it's very difficult to even get a copy of it
2: yes so if you don't already have the original VHS of it which is very hard to find uh, the DVD that uh, artisan put out in the late 90s or early 2000s whatever it was uh, is the TV edited version of the movie so not only is it like a 4 3 uh, aspect ratio DVD it is uh, cut severely cut so the only way to see the movie uncut is on vhs or if you find a bootleg of it um so this one's hard to find this one's hard to get a hold of so i have not seen it yet i just recently came into one so i'm going to watch it at some point and maybe in like a a half episode we do i can let you know what i thought of it but uh, this one was hard to track down
1: yeah, for research, I watched 1, 2, and 4, mostly because they were all on Amazon Prime, Right. I could. Uh, Prom Night 4, Deliver Us from Evil, 1991. Uh, that's a 0% on <laughs> Rotten me. There weren't a lot of critics who did it. Uh, but only 13% of the audience, and that was like 2,000 people. So this film is not liked. And I can tell you one thing, I watched it, it's boring. Yeah, you said it was trying to get back to like the first one, yeah, which was boring anyway. Yeah, like. it's trying to get back to its slasher roots, it's just a psycho priest goes nuts and kills sinners. Uh, to me, yeah. I was I think the beginning and the, the kind of the first half and the second half. I, I wonder if it was two different films they combined because a lot of the scenes seem odd. If you ever watched a movie where they do that? You notice like one part of the movie, none of the characters interact with the other part of the movie. Right. So none of them see each other until the priest interacts with both. But to me, they could have just easily gotten an actor that looked like him or it is the same one I don't really know it's boring honestly skip it I, I only for completists do you have to put yourself through this
2: eventually i'll see it i know i will because i am a completist but uh, i am very excited to check out 3 because 3 is another mary lou story yes it's not the yeah. same actress unfortunately because she's fucking amazing in this movie but uh, other than
1: hamilton high
2: that's the only connecting that's tissue. the only
1: connecting Thing between all four of these, because one has nothing to do with two. Two and three have something to do with each other with Mary Lou, and then four just drops off the planet, but still at Hamilton High. Funny thing is, is in the fourth movie they don't even go to prom; they skip it. That's the whole point of the story: mm. is they're skipping it to get to the rich kids' like parents' summer home to get down and dirty. Gotcha.
2: Well. Yeah. I'll watch it at some point. I probably will find something I like in it because it's from '91. It's a good time for like B-level sequels and stuff like that. So I'll probably find something I like in it, but uh, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's dreadful. Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to three. Now I've seen and you haven't seen this one yet. I've seen the remake
1: of *Prom Night*. I considered renting it for two ninety-nine, but then I told myself, no,
2: you're better than that. <laughs>
1: Save your three dollars. What an awful
2: awful movie. And not because, you know, it's a PG-13 remake of a slasher movie. Not because of that reason. I mean, that alone should be the problem. But the problem with the remake is that it is boring. Nothing happens in it. It is a movie about nothing. And the killer in the movie isn't like a slasher. Isn't like a, It's just a dude in a baseball hat.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that, that the costume... Is a baseball hat. Like, yeah,
2: very, very, very simple like no effort. And I feel like that's a good summation of the movie. It's every lazy, easy choice that it can make, it makes. So by the time it's over it is just boring. And I like like the trashy teen movies from the 2000s like uh, uh, When a Stranger Calls and things like I enjoy those for trash reasons. This one's not even fun. This one's not even worth watching.
1: Well, it even has Ildris uh, Alba in it.
2: Yeah, who is wasted.
1: Who is just completely and totally wasted. And Brittany Snow, which is a good-looking good-looking leading lady in a way, and she's part of the Pitch Perfect, but she's really young in this, and the, you know, what honestly totally... I mean, you told me, do not waste your money. I looked at it and was kind of like, uh, I don't want to. But really, what totally s- sealed the deal of me not watching it was that stupid poster
2: yeah, I actually kind of like the poster, but it is it is stupid. But I well, like it. Well,
1: what I don't like about it is, first of all, how does the tiara fart fall down there? Maybe I'm getting a go into nitpicky, but I hate this whole Photoshop. Just put the blue overlay yeah. on it. I'm, the just, blue I'm so tired of it. Yeah, 2008.
2: Yeah, uh, definitely, as far as the franchise go,
1: just skip it. Don't yes. even bother with the remake. Uh, we'll get back to you on 3, though. Yes, Uh, So we're going to go behind the scenes of the actual movie we watched, Prom Night 2. Uh, This was originally meant to be a standalone film. It was written as a standalone film, and the title of that was The Haunting of Hamilton High.
2: Yeah, um, you can kind of tell because it's not a slasher movie per se. It's a supernatural slasher. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it it definitely... Yeah, I believe it. I I absolutely believe that it would be a separate movie. But that's what works so well about it, though. That's the best thing about
1: it. It jumps so far away from the first film, which is a slow-paced slasher with a disco dance. Right. This is like an 80s prom Tales from the Crypt effects-heavy movie. So I'm assuming the writer got this down, and he's just paying homage to everything. He wants to make a zany comedy horror with the leading lady basically being Carrie... And then they stepped in and they're like, well, uh, so when it was bought, I, I guess the rights were ended up buying by the Samuel Goldwyn company. They stepped in and said like, no, 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 we're going to capitalize on this Canadian slasher prom night. We're going to reshoot half of it and then release it as prom night too.
2: Right. And uh, Ron Oliver was the one who did the reshoots, it said. Mm-hmm when we were researching it so he you know re- restructured his script which is probably why it's so cohesive this does not feel like a reshoot movie yeah at this all. wasn't this he was, was yeah. the one who originally scripted the film as it was haunting at uh, Hamilton High he's the one that restructured it to a prom Night sequel so I think that's why it's so cohesive
1: I you know, I, I don't know if I I don't know how many I've seen but this might be the best reshot movie I've ever seen, especially with that much being reshot. Yeah.
2: It's it's because they maintain a spirit of fun from start to finish. Mm-hmm. I think that's what helps a lot of these reshoot movies get so bogged down in exposition and mythology and stuff like this. This one's like fuck it, let's have a good time.
1: Yeah, and the one thing in this film that I noticed right away was how damn good the music was.
2: Yes, so we noticed that the composer for this movie did all four of the originals. Uh, From a boring kind of disco score in the first one, uh, comes in with this 80s synthy, just a blast of a theme throughout
1: this. Movie. This is great, and he's done actually quite a bit of them. I mean, you said all four, but he's done My Buddy Valentine, Porky's, A Christmas Story. Yeah, I mean, all these Canadian, all the
2: Canadian product. He must be yeah, the go-to I, Canadian. He's guy. the
1: the go-to Canadian man. I'm just gonna read you off a few of the fantastic uh, tracks on this. We had Hello Mary Lou. And this one was performed by ricky nelson but we also had mary lou which was performed by ronnie hawkins we had Tootie Fruity by little richard and then we had uh a couple of the other ones that were performed by the uh partland brothers for this and they're actually i mean for good cheesy 80 you've got outside the city and soul city yeah so I mean this was this, this was is a cool. fun track soundtrack yeah this is a great soundtrack um and
2: I'm I'm sure the '50s songs like the Little Richard and the Ricky Nelson and a Little Darwin by the Diamonds these were not cheap. These oh, could no. not have been cheap. So like, the
1: Fruity had to be a, a good like twenty grand.
2: Yeah, like I mean it's not as expensive and exorbitant as they are today in the
1: '80s, but like they they there was no way they shelled out good cash for these. Yes. Uh, so we've got. The dis- distribution companies here. We got Alliance Atlantis, which was a famous Canadian one that had lasted quite a bit. Mm-hmm. It, at one time, it was bought up by Goldman Sachs, and the whole company finally folded in two thousand thirteen. Yeah, they were around forever. They they a lot of the Canadian
2: releases would get uh, would get still released here because mm-hmm. uh, I, I have an Atlantis uh, Black Christmas remake and an Atlantis. Uh, wrong turn
1: yeah they, they slowly trickled down mm-hmm. to the United States you can find them all over yeah uh, now the US distribution of this was by the Samuel Goldwyn company which I, I guess came in and just bought a bunch of stuff and then reshot all this because if you know the Samuel Goldwyn company they're very interesting it's the son of the G and MGM
2: right
1: so I guess his name is Samuel uh, Goldwyn Jr. yeah who we're talking about uh, I actually know this distribution company from my animation background, or at least animation background of going to school for it. This is the same company that guy gave Don Bluth all of his mm. uh, animations, you know, where you had rock doodle American Tail, and Land Before Time. They also did the Care Bearish movie. Yeah, <laughs> Ron, Don Bluth didn't, but... Samuel Golem released it. Yes. And we found out that
2: Virgin was, we talked about it a little bit at the beginning, but Virgin released the VHS when this came out on video, where it was more successful.
1: Yes, much more successful. So, uh, I'm assuming they just gave them the rights to distribution. Yeah, probably home video distribution only, yeah. Uh, Samuel Goldwyn Company is interesting because they ended up selling... A couple times of mm. really scattering their movies. Eventually, MGM, Daddy's company, ended up buying everything, right. or at least the majority. Because you also said Sony got a Sony bunch. Sony
2: had well, Sony had handled a lot of their current releases, and I think MGM sort of got the catalog. I think that's how they split it. Yes, it appears to be like because MGM eventually released uh, this movie then on DVD in the 2000s. 2002, yeah. Um, so Shout Factory needs to hurry up and get in, get in on this and get this oh, out on yeah, Blu-ray this, I would because,
1: love to see what they could get for this yeah
2: because Shout and MGM have a good working relationship so if MGM still is holding on to this from the Goldwyn catalog uh, Shout should really jump in and give this movie a proper release because Synapse already handled the first one so Shout should come in and which handle I will
1: this never one. buy no. Sorry, synapse. I love you guys, but I don't well, want anything to do with that To
2: movie. their credit, their, their restoration of it, I've, that's what the last time I saw the movie was their restoration. They cleaned it up fantastically. It looks great I because, mean, they, because do they do a such great a great job, job yeah. but the movie sucks. So. I, bought,
1: I bought popcorn not too long ago, and their restoration of that, that looks great. That... That Blu-ray of popcorn is fantastic, never saw the movie, and it's great. Yeah,
2: I love the movie. I picked that one up too, but I haven't watched the Blu-ray yes. yet. Well,
1: it's, it came out in 1991, which is a really bad time period for horror comedy.
2: Yeah, but it was a great film for that time.
1: Uh, it was a great film, but it didn't do very well. Mm-hmm. No. So let's get back to the Prom Night universe here. Now, if you're looking for this on DVD or Blu-ray, this is very difficult like you mentioned before, Prom night two only came out in MGM and they basically took the four three of it and just expanded it to full and it looks, yeah, they bad. did
2: MGM at the time because i I had a I had to rebuy, but I had a Terminator disc where they did this as well. instead of releasing the you know master in two, three five or whatever they shot in one seven eight, whatever they would take a 4-3 scoped movie. This is getting extra, this is where people turn us off. Um, (laughs) They took a 4-3 scoped movie and smashed it, so it was stretched, Uh. and then also just added fake black bars, not the actual Mm -hmm. like adjusts to your TV black bars, added the fake black bars, which then cut off the bottom of the frame. Top and bottom. Yeah, top and bottom of the frame. So you're losing the picture and it's stretched, they did that. That's. I'm assuming that's what they mean when they say that this was chopped up uh, by the four three because they did that with yeah. Terminator as well. MGM was just trying to kick out. Two thousand two was a big time for DVDs. Yeah. They were just trying to kick out as many as possible. Um, so they they cheated us that way. So it's actually I would. I mean we would always recommend to pick up the VHS. But in this case, if you can find the VHS, get that instead of the DVD because uh DVD going to look like shit, and you're going to miss some of the picture.
1: Yeah, we don't say that often, but uh, it, the best way to get this is on VHS. But the whole collection can be tough too because I found a couple of the Prom Night collections and the Australian one is in region 4, so you can't even play that. Mm-hmm. With and that's the only one that has all four together. Yes. And then we found a UK region 2, which I don't even know how many of those were in there.
2: Yeah, it was still a collection, but who knows how many were even in that one. In yeah. in um America you can get you can get the first one anywhere because for a while it was public domain before uh, Synapse came in and I think they've sort of You know moved it from public domain have a certain level of rights to it now Um, But that was public domain this one was with MGM and then uh, three and four were with Artisan, who's now Lionsgate. Uh, and they did the shitty release I was talking about that has the TV cut version of three on it. So that's out of print, I think, now, too. Oh, yeah. I'm so sure. these movies are really hard to find except for the first one.
1: Yes. You basically have to go on eBay to get them.
2: Mm. And just, yeah, get the VHS at this point until somebody like a shout comes in and gives it a proper Blu ray re- release. Just stick to the tape. Yes.
1: Alright, well, let's come back and then we'll do what's going in the museum.
2: Yeah. This is
0: the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you.
1: This is where Analog Jones figures out what's going to go in the museum. Are we going to learn? Are we going to have something crappy we got to learn from or did we find some gold? Well, I found some gold and...
2: Minus sort of... Let me explain it. Basically, the end scene of the movie... uh, When Mary Lou starts wreaking havoc on the prom... Is basically Carrie. It's what it is. But... Because this is from 1987 we get the 80s updated version of the Carrie prom scene. So we have neon lights everywhere. Everything is exploding, including her tombstone for some inexplicable reason. Everything is exploding with sparks and flames. So I am putting in 80s Carrie scene in the museum. (laughs) (laughs) Revamped for the 80s, the Carrie uh,
1: prom torture scene. To me, I'm putting in the character that just owned this film. She made the whole thing, and they knew this actress knew what she was doing. I'm putting in Mary's Mary Lou Maloney's entire character. I want her dress. I want her gloves. I want her with the crown, and I just want her bitchiness. That Uh, is so her sass is so lovable.
2: Yeah, no, she is incredible. Uh, Unfortunately, this actress isn't working that much anymore, but she just gives it her all in this film. Um,
1: And, and, And as a side note, as something also going in there. Uh, the actress who played Vicky, who was pretending to be her, I'm also gonna put her in there too. It, both of them because they it, just, it works so well. Like at first, I thought the actress playing Vicky was pretty poor. I mean, not poor, but just like eh, whatever. Too uh, too
2: meek yeah. and too mild. Yeah. I,
1: I don't understand why they picked her, but when she does does the transition, I was like, oh, that's why. Not only is she actually pretty banging once you get her out of that conservative. Uh, Again, we said, I said the bangin'. Banging. Are, are we the only two that uses this? Banging. <laughs> we, we need to know. But anyway, she's, uh, yeah, she's, she, man, both these girls are good looking. But they own the time they're on the actual camera. So you're you're putting in the
2: museum the embodiment of Mary Lou. Yes,
1: let's go with that. Nice. I like it. Nice. It was, uh, well, I guess we'll skip right on to this. Matt, do you recommend that our viewers watch hello mary lou prom night two if you are
2: strolling through a resale shop or a place that sells vhs's and you come across mary lou prom night two pick that fucker up immediately (laughs) if it's 10 bucks do it because none of the dvds are going to look as good anyway scoop it up do it do it do it do it
1: i completely recommend it i'm right there with you this was I had never seen this film until you decided, oh, please let us do this one And I'm like, okay. Luckily, it was on Amazon Prime, and I didn't have to wait for you to bring over the VHS. This was so much fun. And like I've said, in like a span of three weeks, I've watched it three times. Yeah,
2: yeah. So absolutely, absolutely pick this one up uh, for sure. And definitely keep it... On your rotation for your October watches. I know yeah. we're in November now and you have to wait 11 months, but like keep it up, keep it around for that rotation It's got that of great fall feel. Yeah, I mean even in November, yeah, it's great. That's when it came out in theaters it definitely has a fall feel Do it. Do it, do it, do it
1: Now we're going to go into what we're watching. Uh, so Matt, do you have anything that you want to recommend?
2: What, 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 that I'm watching now?
1: That, that you just watched recently like for October or something like that. Oh, no <laughs> No. <laughs> All right, we'll come back to Matt. I actually watched the uh, Cult of Chucky, the new Chucky film that just came out. Uh, it, I Overall, I'm going to say it's it's kind of like a C movie to me. Uh, I enjoy the charisma of Brad Dwarf, and Jennifer Tilly actually... Oh, so spoilers, Jennifer Tilly comes back. I don't know if that was a spoiler. No. No, so no. the whole thing is... They're just trying a new thing. It's uh, I, it's not a soft reboot or anything like that. They're trying something new, and I give them that. I think I'm just kind of tired of the whole franchise.
2: I don't know. I liked this one. I didn't love it, uh, but I did really like it. I had a good time with it. The gore is good. Uh, Chucky's fun to watch. I think he looks great in this one, too. The effects are back well, to being top-notch.
1: Th- that's the thing. Is like Brad Dwarf is very charismatic. So is Jennifer Tilly. Uh, I liked the little kind of animatronic slash cg doll that they used for it i kind of dug what they're doing with it i think it was just brad dwarf's daughter in it which you told me was the lead actress for it i feel like they're introducing a new character to it they're trying really hard to make her part of the whole universe here and i just don't care about her character
2: yeah, I mean, I'm more interested in, uh, like, Andy's back in this one.
1: Yeah. That's not
2: even a spoiler. That's in the first scene. Andy's back in this one, and I'm more am wanting to see his character and then another character after the credits shows up uh, from another one of the movies that I'm yeah, interested was, yeah. in seeing them join up. And, you know, I, I read an interview with the director that he's doing, like, a Fast Five thing with the franchise, which I, I'm interested in that movie. That said, though, while uh, Fiona Dorf's character is sort of the newest edition. I, I think she's a welcome addition for me. I, I like the character, but I, I do want to see the old school characters back.
1: No, I, I it, her performance wasn't bad or anything like that. I just I was just like I just want to see Andy, Chucky, and Tilly.
2: Yeah, and I think we will. I think yeah. that's coming. Uh, so next week we will be doing a half episode. So you, if you're following the podcast, you've seen that last week we did a half episode, mm-hmm. and then we're here for this week. We're doing another half episode and that's where we'll announce the next full episode we're doing so definitely give that a listen but the movie we're going to talk about in the half episode you know it's halloween season so we've got movies to pick from that aren't necessarily vhs uh related we're gonna we're gonna talk about happy death day which is in theaters now Uh, we talked about jigsaw in our last half episode and yeah we'll 20 minutes. We'll just uh, shoot the shit about Happy Death Day. We'll announce what we're going to do next on uh, VHS because I know that's what you guys are actually here for.